Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, blather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the Westchester Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151, Wiley. How are you doing, sir? Well, other than the fact that my uh, bracket is busted, I'm doing pretty well. So your ba- your like your bracket got busted quick, huh? Uh not totally. What'd you pick, Howard? Not no, <laughs> no. I did I, I did pick Purdue to go pretty deep, and I also picked Arizona to go pretty deep. So, and neither of those were looking pretty good. Those were both major major upsets. In fact, the Purdue upset was the uh, essentially the second biggest in the history of March Madness. So, oh, was it really? So, like, oh, what seat was Purdue, and what seat was the other one? Uh, Purdue was one. <gasps> And FDU was 16. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So Hold on, FDU, what does that even stand for? Like oh, God. I, you know, it, I'd like to know. I like Fairleigh Dickinson University. It's a, it's a small college in New Jersey. And yeah. they just, and they beat Purdue, huh? Yeah, yeah, throttled them. Did you watch it? I did. Oh, I've, I've been watching a lot of the games recently. I yeah. got you. Yeah, what, was, so. what was Purdue's problem? Uh, they kept trying to hit three-pointers when they were not hitting three-pointers. And they got, you know, a, a seven-foot-four, you know, guy in the paint the entire game. It's just lob it up to him. Literally, they've got a seven-foot-four player uh, who's under uh, under the hoop the entire game. It's like it, it just alley-oop it every time. No one can get near him, you know. And they just wouldn't do it. Yeah, like the tallest guy on the other team was like 6'3". <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it's like... It, it was a no-brainer, but yeah, they uh, they blew that one, man. They oh, just kept going for threes, and yeah. they had like a you know twelve percent, twelve percent you know uh, shot rate on uh, on threes. So, so your yeah. your bracket's busted, huh? Not necessarily because I picked damn Texas. boilermakers. I, I picked Texas to actually win it all, so I've still got that going for me. And if they and if the team that you pick wins it all, then that's worth a lot of points. It, it helps. It helps. But uh, I'm I'm still in the top ten percent of all brackets, so I'm I'm not doing horrible for wherever you're at. Yeah, I've got I've got well probably because correct. everybody else picked Purdue too. Though, yeah, right? so that so it wasn't like so few people would have picked that one. But it depends really on how far they picked Purdue to go. Oh, so, I gotcha. Yeah. So, but anyway, <laughs> the the worst part is though that my mother-in-law is slightly ahead of me in the bracket. <laughs> and she knows nothing about college basketball. Oh no, she watches like every minute of every game. Oh, so she watches. Oh yeah, it she's all. she's hardcore, man. Oh okay. Yeah. Well, she, then she did like three weeks of of studying stats prior to filling out her bracket. <laughs> yeah, and she's eighty six. Jesus so, Christ! Yeah. Though. So, wow. Anyway, we'll we'll see uh, we'll see what goes on uh, uh, next week. So it'll all be right. a big day today in the in the. Uh, college basketball games all right so we wanted to have a little bit of an after action thing for the uh ron paul event yeah a little debriefing a little debriefing right um overall it was a nice enough event i actually had a good time there was a lot of people i haven't seen in years that i got to see there yeah and like, give me some names ah uh, like dan tucker oh yeah, yeah. like the, the guy from fija mm-hmm. um I, I can't i'm schmetter 
Yeah, Schmitter was there. He yeah. was there getting arrested still. And he got uh, arrested again? Well, yeah, he's been oh, he's been arrested like maybe four or five times. <laughs> well, since, I so. know, but yeah. I mean, he's he is. Oh, I thought you were saying he got arrested at the event. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. he didn't get arrested. That at would the have event. been classic. So there there was a bunch of other people. I can't remember the names off the top of my head, but there's a bunch of people there that I saw. And I really I gave what I would consider to be my first anarchist speech when right. I was there. Right. Because I like I didn't know what I was going to say. And so I gave a story about like what I thought was the uh, a really good campaign day for Ron Paul, which was the um, the uh, debate that they had at USF. Okay, when we had like the trucks, you know, we had a big five ton that was driving up and down the street. Right, and, right, right, right. You know, like we had all the signs and everything. Like I, I kind of went through that story, which I thought was a good enough story, and then I said, you know, there's no political party that's going to fix any of this stuff. You know what I mean? There's, there, there, there's, you know, it's, it's, you know, the government hates you and you need to find ways to, you know, you need to find ways to um, do things without them and, you know, tell others to do that as well. And, you know, like I just kind of like, I just, I kind of went down a road that I, I, and again, everybody liked the speech. Everybody liked it fine, but it was, um, it was just one of those things where I just was kind of like in the mood of like, you know, it was fa- it was bad, too, because the LP actually spoke after I spoke. Right. <laughs> and I just was like, nobody's got this stuff. Down, <laughs> right. You know? yeah. And so they had to do a little bit of, you know, defending, <laughs> which honestly, I get, you know, look, uh, especially coming from a very prominent former member of the LP. Yeah. Which, yeah. look, I didn't mention them by name and I didn't mention, you know, the RLC was there. The LP right. was there. I didn't mention any of them by name, but <laughs> yeah, uh, and you also represent the RLC and, you know, well, I don't represent them. I just do their I just do. Well, their, you're, you know. Right. I, I'm a I'm a I'm a paid consultant at this point. I guess that's true. Yeah. So you know, I, yeah, I don't have anything to do with any of the stuff that they do anymore. But it was just one of those things where I just kind of gave that speech, and then waited for the food to come. When the food came, then I left and went back and went out to work at that point. But um, it was kind of funny. The other thing I did want to mention, though, on the separate side, is that I understand the need for pimps. Yeah, explain that. Okay. I mean, clearly, there's a need for pimps, but you know, <laughs> so we, we can we can all just agree on that. Uh, you know, on on it's prima facie that that pimps are necessary in modern society. Well, here's the thing. So, like, I it sounds weird to say it this way because I don't mean the pimps in the way of like you know smacking up chicks or anything like that. But when it comes, bitch, to, better have my money. Well, no, but when it here's the thing. Like, so I had to like in doing Uber, you sometimes are a hooker delivery service, right? <laughs> as you've told many stories, yes, as <laughs> I've told many stories. Well, the latest one I had was I had to pick up this woman who ended up being a hooker, right? And we took this fucking crazy ass family circus way around. We end up going to the wrong hotel because she had to go and stop and see another guy before she went over to the place. And then she had to stop at two different stores before we get to where she's got to go. Oh, God. Is this going to be another one where she's passed out in the bathroom? No, 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 okay. no, 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 She ended up at a certain point. She started crying. Oh, OK. But because why was she crying? Because she was late to meet the guy that she was going to see. Well, if she hadn't made all those stops, she probably wouldn't have been. But late. she had to make all these other stops, too. But then she's stopping at the wrong spot. And then, she, you know, because I'm like, look, you tell me where you want me to go and I'll right. go. Yeah. And she's like, well, we're, we're too far south. We got to go north on 19. So I go north on 19. She's like, oh, no, no, we went the wrong way. We got to go this way. Like we kept going. Did wrong. she not have an address? Um, She again, this is where the pimp comes into play right. like when it comes right. to logistical support. Like sometimes you got to be able to kind of. Like she was a hot, she's the definition of a hot mess. Right. Well, that hot mess turned a $28 ride into a $70 ride. Right. Like she ended up paying probably most of the money that she was going to pay to, for, right. to go see this guy. Yeah. That was probably a good chunk of her cut. Yeah. yeah. So like, like, well, no, actually she's clearly an independent contractor because if she had a pimp, this would all be organized. 
Well, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm like, I kept looking and I'm like, man, boy, you need a fucking pimp. Like I, I just kept saying, like in my, and I didn't say it to her, but in my mind, I'm like, man, you gotta have somebody you to know, organize. This you. is this is why you probably need to talk when you pick up these hookers. You need to say, look, here's my direct number. Okay, you just all all I need from you is an address and a time, and I'll make sure you're there. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to. That's all de- we need. I will say this after after dealing with various hookers over the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to deal with. Hookers well, maybe anymore. you charge an upcharge for the inconvenience. No, you know I I'm don't. Saying? No, I, it's not worth it, man. No. They're too fucking hot messes, man. <laughs> like they're just not like if you're look if you were whatever industry you're going to get into, man. Organize yourself, man. Yeah. Like I don't give a fuck. Like I don't really care. I'm just picturing you right now in a uh, purple velvet coat with a big hat and a feather in it and some platform shoes man it's, i gotta tell you it's a good I, image look i will say this though i'd make them more money that's for damn <laughs> right. sure yeah exactly like i looked at you, it like man you're just wasting so much time you would and money. ocd the shit out of those logistics man oh yeah absolutely i would <laughs> man would. like i'd be a good pimp you'd have them hitting 15 johns a night <laughs> I would, I would definitely do it. I, well, here's the thing: I would do it, and, and a lot like of them, like you'd stack them up so they were on the the perfect route well, and everything. And a lot of them know? say the same thing. A lot of them are like, well, you know, I I work when I want to work, and I do it. I'm like, well, that, that's why you're, you know, that's why you're, that's why you're working out of a hotel, right? Right. Yeah. Like seriously, exactly. Like you know, and don't get wrong, some of them are nice, some of them are mean, but some of them are nice. But like, it's just like I kept driving around this woman, and I'm like man, the toll is just going up and up and right. up. Like, you're going to end up paying, like, way too much money for this. Yeah. And she's yeah. in the back at a certain point crying. Yeah. You know, just sobbing. You know what I mean? You Which, know, it, 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 there, there's nothing worse than a crying hunger. I think I think we need to uh, go ahead and rent out, like, one of those old Sears locations and turn it into a giant brothel. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. I, I think that would work, you know? Dude, I will say this, man. They really should. Make sure that the girls are safe and well cared oh, yeah. for and, you know. Dude, they ought to make they ought to Make, make it prosti- a safe, clean environment Look, for everyone. They ought to make prostitution legal. I, they, yeah, they totally should. I, I mean, it yeah. really is. Look, you don't have to. And here's the thing. It's always one of those. It, you remember when we, remember that one time when we were on the, um, we were doing the other show, the one on, oh, on air. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought you were going to tell and, the story about that one time we were a tag team in the hooker. No, 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 no. I was you, gonna, you're not going to tell well, that I'm on air? i tell that story. Really? No, of course no. not. No, that's a shame. That was a good story. Well, yeah. <laughs> but remember we the old had, Eiffel Tower. Remember, we had, remember when Plakin was on? <laughs> that didn't happen, just yeah. for the record, if, yeah. in, in case our wives are listening. Yeah. <laughs> so remember, well, are we going to, can I, can I tell I, the story? I'm just trying to make sure that we have a solid denial on that. We, you know? Of course we do. Plausible deniability. <laughs> remember when we had Plakin on? Uh, Scott, Scott Plakin, yeah, 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 I do. I and can, he, yeah. And okay. he asked that question of like, well, you guys would want to make, well, you guys wouldn't want to make prostitution legal, would you? Right. And we were like, yeah, you would. Yeah. Like, it's, the funny thing is, is that sometimes people say it to you is almost like a gotcha. Right. And you go back with like, yeah. of course you want to make that legal. Right. It's it's like when I was on The Daily Show, and uh, oh, I get, I forget the guy's name, the the one, anyway, one of the guys who's a, a you Oliver? Know, it, I think it was, the English guy. No, no, it wasn't Oliver. It was Colbert. Uh, wasn't Colbert. Uh, anyway, um, he's like trying to gotcha me because I'm, you know, espousing libertarian principles, and he's having to agree with me all along. And the one thing that he tried to gotcha me on was the fact that I wanted to return our currency to being backed by gold and silver. Yeah, you know. And he tried to spin that into a crazy, and it, it ended up being a little funny, and he made me look a little foolish. But, you know, it's like, fast forward to today, that whole gold and silver back thing doesn't sound too bad, does it, with uh, 7% inflation, you know? Right? <laughs> yeah. And gold going through the roof. Yeah. And crypto going through the roof. Well, you know? and just, and like, 
you know what? And again, we'll get into the, some of the stuff later, but right. like, there's so many unintended consequences to their actions that are right. all coming to fruition right now. Yeah. And somehow none of them get the blame. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, and some like, of these, but we're things, the crazy ones and, and, because you want something back. And, 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 something. and some of these things are still considered crazy. You know, oh no, they still, like, oh, absolutely. Going back to a gold standard and maybe legalizing prostitution, a victimless crime. Yeah. For the most part. Now, now having said that, I'm not talking well, about sex human sex is a different thing. Totally different story. I'm talking about women or even men who engage in prostitution voluntarily without coercion. Yeah. You know, if someone's being forced into something, that's absolutely should be Look, a crime. If anything, the legalization of prostitution would, would do more that. to damage and end human sex trafficking exactly. than it would to embrace it. Yeah. Without question, you know. So. Look, don't get me wrong. Some of these women are put in positions in which they don't have really have a choice. Right, right. And that and that is sad. Don't yeah. get me wrong; it's sad. But at the same time, like, what, what? You know how much danger you put these women in? Right. Like you put they're in danger, and they don't. Yeah, they look, don't have to be. And they don't. Yeah, they don't have to be. And look, sometimes you don't have another choice. Right. Right. Like how many times do other people have to do jobs that they don't want to? And do? you know, is it uh, you know uh, demeaning and degrading? Yeah, it can be, but how, how many people have jobs that they go home every day from work and think it's demeaning and degrading? Yeah, you know. I mean, and, how demeaning and, and degrading of, is it to get people off? And 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 none of those people ever go home one day and say, you know, I just got paid to have multiple orgasms. Yeah, you know, occasionally that happens. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know I mean, like, there's so, dudes that get off on getting women off. Right. Yeah. So there you go. So, I just, I, <laughs> so actually, a, a hooker's job is better than most of yours. I, when you think about it. I mean, I guess in certain aspects, yeah. you know, depending on the John, I guess. Yeah. But I just, I, it's one of those things where I remember having these arguments over and over again where they, they try, again, like you say, they try to make you look like the crazy person. But at the end of the day, man, the only thing crazy is to not think the way, like to, to think the other way. Right. So, right. you know, but here's the thing that's really crazy that I just find absolutely astonishing that you would ever bet me on anything. Um, okay, so I, I don't have to give up the money yet, but it looks like... Uh, and to recap, hang on a second, Alex and I have a silver dollar bet uh, that uh, Donald Trump would be arrested uh, before the end of this year, and it looks like it's going to happen pretty early here, because uh, word is now that Trump is most likely going to be arrested next week. Now, if you were playing the bingo card, I got to tell you, I wouldn't have picked this one. No, I, no. This, this is, is not the reason I would have picked, by the way. Well, it, it's, are you surprised by the reason? Um, I would I would have said it was one of the lower probabilities that I thought they would have gotten him on. But honestly, I think this is only the beginning. Once the cuffs go on him, it's going to free up all the other indictments. So he's going to end up being indicted on multiple things, not just this. But really, the, the bottom line was, is I don't think anyone wanted to be the first to act. You know, but the New York uh, district attorney has uh, decided to go ahead with it. So uh, the uh, uh, even Trump now is saying he expects to be arrested on Tuesday and he will not resist. There will not be any standoff. Um, and, you know, they've the uh, uh, local state and federal law enforcement preparing for possible Trump indictment as early as next week. Uh, so it's it looks like it's going to happen. So at this point in time. Uh, I would say that it's about a 95% chance that I've won this bet. 
Yeah. That he will get arrested. I think he's so, going to get off, though. I so don't think he's going to. I, I, I do don't, want I don't you to have a silver dollar always got one ready on me. for always next got, week's show. I got one in my pocket right now. Okay, good, good. Just so. making sure. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. It's, it's really going to be interesting. What I find is probably the most interesting when this happens is what is going to be the MAGA crowd's reaction. Do you think there's going to be, like, you know, protest? I'm sure there's going to be protests. Do you think there's going to be any violence? I mean, I hope so, but <laughs> here's the thing. That's just because I love chaos. Violence where, though? That's the thing. Right. Like, do you really think that they're going to do violence in New York? Uh, I doubt it in like, New I York City. I don't think so. Yeah, I doubt there's enough Trump supporters in New York City to you know <laughs> cause much of a ruckus. Um, but yeah, and in the, you know, in the, the red state and flyover country, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Like where would they protest? Yeah. Who would, who would they go after? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like I, so, don't, I don't get, I don't get where you would, I think it, I think we're, we're, we're unless my they difficulty, storm the Capitol again. Yeah. <laughs> that just, would be fine. I just don't like, I don't think, I don't know where he's going to be. Like, where would the protest happened only because, like, it's only happening in New York. Right. Is everybody going to go to New York to protest? Like, I don't think that's going to be a thing. And I don't, I question whether there's enough diehards still willing to do that. There may be. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. This I, is I don't a, know. It, this, I did not think this was going to be a thing. And it's still, here, here's the thing. It's still not for sure. Right. It's still not for sure. But at the same time, more, you know, more than likely, I think I might have lost this bet, unfortunately. But. Right. It is what it is, I guess. I do think it is going to be entertaining to see what happens, though. Yeah. Because I think that the government thinks that this is how they get rid of Trump, and in all reality, I think this seals the deal for his nomination. <laughs> You're kidding. You're kidding, right? No. No. There's there's absolutely no way. There's absolutely oh, he wins no, this nomination No, now. he does not. It, it, I sense another bet coming here. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't bet on the. I wouldn't bet all the way <laughs> yeah. on this one, though. Yeah. I, I would say I, I give it a. I think he. I think he's gonna. DeSantis is going to be the nominee unless unless he really really steps in it, and the possibility for DeSantis to step in it is always there. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. from my perspective, he's stepped in it a lot lately. Um, but uh, you know, the the question is, I think there's no doubt that the vast majority of Trump supporters could easily switch over to DeSantis without skipping a beat. Except for the ones who are just completely, you know, the cult-like worshipers. You know? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But at, but at the same time, like, man, like Trump knows that about, um, about the, um, uh, about DeSantis, and they are on the attack on Ron DeSantis. Right. Like something fierce. It's a... I will say it's amazing to see how far. I guess maybe it isn't amazing to see how far he's willing to go, but I would think. Are you kidding? Yeah, you're right. right. No, no, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Like he is a. What the hell are you thinking, man? Like you know the funny thing is when it comes to Trump, that dude is, will scorch earth anything if it benefits him. Oh yeah, you like know? he will burn down the. In, in a weird way, I'll including go with it, I the guess. Capitol, <laughs> he'll burn down the Republican Party yeah. if he's not the nominee. He right. will burn the rest of it down. He doesn't give a shit. Oh right, yeah. Which yeah. I guess was a was apparent. After you know, after he lost the last election, it's all he about him, down man. The, like, oh yeah, the, it, and that's the thing too. Like, the Democrats are in control of the Senate because of Trump. Mm. The Georgia special elections, yeah, what gave them the initial yeah. power, right? Right. And then the, that next election cycle, where they were able to keep it, right? 
Yeah, I that's, guess that's because true. of Trump. Yeah. You know, Dr. Oz, like literally a dude that had a stroke. They couldn't talk, beat his guy. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, it's just, it's, well, I, I mean, one I don't way care it's about painful that. to all, watch, but in the other way, it's kind of funny. All I know is I'm one silver dollar richer, most likely. Yeah. So, hey, did you want to, uh, since we're talking about that, did you want to segue down to? Uh, yeah, let's go down there. So, Okay, go ahead. So DeSantis, it, it, there's an article that came out about DeSantis having a Florida problem. Um, it, it, and the, the legislature is not doing him any favors. When it comes to a lot of the bills that they're putting forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that one blogger bill. All bloggers talking yeah. I mean, about the government wrong. must register. It's yeah. not going anywhere. It's not going to pass. But yeah, the simple fact that. that it got put out there, though, hurt him a little bit. Which is why I said it was a hatchet job from the get-go. I mean, you might be right. Trump, I mean, Trump put up that guy to it. Put him up to it. You know, now, and then the thing that DeSantis put out, because uh, Tucker Carlson had sent out a, um, this is not in the notes, but Tucker Carlson sent out like a questionnaire to all the Republican candidates. And DeSantis's answer on like Ukraine, right, which was actually kind of very like like uh, like walking the fence kind of thing. Like, right. It wasn't even that bad, but he called the Ukraine Russia thing a territorial dispute, right? Which in some ways I don't think he's necessarily wrong. No, not necessarily. I mean, I think you know, that it I might mean, it if might you consider, underplay it a little bit. Yeah, but. that's that's downplaying it quite a bit but it it, <laughs> it it's technically the truth yeah you know yeah technically it is the truth right and so that you know that hurt him up a little bit and then trump hit back at him on it because he's like well he just wants to be me you know back and what's that he hit back at him as well on oh, his okay. answer saying he just said he said what i said right so he's just trying to copy me yeah you know like a five-year-old but desantis is uh getting hit as being pro-putin and i wouldn't call his remarks pro-putin by any means but oh no look if you don't yeah. toe the line of like we look we would be considered pro-putin no i wouldn't well no, no no oh yes you would if you don't think we should be in ukraine well i do oh you think we should be in Ukraine? oh yeah yeah, absolutely. I I think I fully support you know the U.S. funding you. Look, in my per- I know it's hard to explain. In my perfect world, Russia wouldn't exist, Ukraine wouldn't exist, and there would be no borders for anyone to fight over. Okay. All right. Fair enough. We don't live in that world. We live in a world which there are some really bad guys out there that will take over the entire world if given the chance, and we can't let that happen. You know what I'm saying? So I have to differentiate the reality of the world we live in versus the way I want the world to be. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So you would go even further than and put U.S. troops in Ukraine then? I don't know that I'd do that, but I, I definitely, you definitely would fund them I the definitely way that we're support funding them right now. giving them the tools they need to defeat Russia. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So, and again, it's it sounds weird coming from me, but it, I always differentiate between the reality we actually live in and what is our best course of action giving that those parameters versus the way it really should be and yeah. just <laughs> it'll never be the way it really should be it, my reality my my objective will never be achieved so i have to work with within the parameters that exist i got you i understand i understand i understand where you're coming from on that one yeah so but and and since we're uh talking about you did you want to segue to uh what's going on over there right now uh, uh, ukraine and, and yeah. everything in russia okay yeah. um well, uh, first of all, uh, we'll talk about Bakhmut, uh, which uh, the Russians still have been unable to take, and they're taking tremendous and just gruesome losses. Um, they are, you know, calling up more people for the draft. They're just dragging people off the streets. They're now recruiting women prisoners because they've essentially run out of men prisoners uh, to uh, 
to send into the fight. Yeah, it's it's Jesus just, Christ. Yeah, it, and and they can't even take Bakhmut, which is honestly of only moderate strategic value in the grand scheme of things. But they've just thrown everything they have at it, and they're getting destroyed. They're losing somewhere in the neighborhood of fifteen hundred troops a day trying to take this town. You know, it, it's just staggering numbers of losses. And the Ukrainians are taking some losses too. They're taking a, a few hundred a day. But it's just like, you know, it's like a five to one ratio. You know? Eddie, yeah. And it, it, they're just <laughs> they're going to run out of assets, you know. So um, but Putin is starting to up his rhetoric and in kind of a dangerous way. Um, what he said recently is that Putin and he said this on, on Russian national television, uh, that Russia is fighting for the existence of the state. Now that's a very oh, important. Shit, that's yeah, heavy. that's a very important phrase because Russian Russia's nuclear doctrine says that it can only first use nuclear weapons when the existence of the state is at threat. So uh, he's essentially setting the stage for first use nukes. Now, chances are this is just more bluff and more bluster, but it comes during the same week that the international courts have issued an arrest warrant for Putin for war crimes. Yeah. Um, now, this means that if he travels to any nation that takes part in that treaty, he will be arrested. And most or he of, can be arrested. Well, yeah, exactly. He could be arrested. Whether that country would want to risk the political fallout from it and possibly the military fallout from it is yet to be determined. And the United States, by the way, is not part of that treaty. So the United States, does they do not they did not sign on to that treaty because the fear is that people like George Bush, Barack Obama oh, would be called court, up on war this crimes. This court could do, uh, exactly. to do our people too, though. Exactly. Uh, so they didn't want to uh, subject our leaders to the potential of being you know, arrested. Uh, arrested and tried for war crimes, which the United States has, has committed its share of war crimes over the, the past several decades. So, I mean, there are some things that you could that they could go to the court with. Right, exactly. Sure. Yeah. So that's why the U.S. is not part of that treaty. But like pretty much all of Europe is. Um, in fact, <laughs> some of the big nations that aren't are the United States, Russia and China for obvious reasons. <laughs> Here's the thing. You what know. the fuck does that treaty even matter for if those three aren't involved? Well, again, it's it's all of Europe. It's a, a lot of Central Asia. It's some of Africa. Uh, it's pretty much all of North and South America except the United States. Oh, God. Like, so Canada's in it. Canada's in it. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but... Uh, Canada's not worried about any of their leaders getting arrested. But that does... I, I think that moves a little further towards uh, me winning our second bet, which is that... Uh, Putin will be dead or deposed uh, out of power uh, by Jan uh, July 1st of this yeah, year. Yeah, I got till July so 1st. So. I, I'm, I'm running a little short on time, but I'm still confident it's going to happen. Okay. So, All right. But another thing going on this week is uh, Xi Jinping uh, is going to be meeting with Putin in Moscow next week. Now, this is pretty interesting because they just brokered the... Not necessarily the peace deal, but the reestablishment of diplomatic relations between Iran and Saudi Arabia, who were mortal enemies. Okay. Yeah, right. So they pulled off, which is a, a diplomatic coup for China. So now China is trying to take that high road. So they're going into Moscow 
And they're saying we're coming with a peace plan for the Ukrainian situation. Now, of course, their peace plan is going to be Russia walks away, keeping a lot of the territory that they currently have. They'll probably have to give back some. And Ukraine's going to be like, no, screw you. You're, we're not giving up any territory. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of a dead deal. But it does, in the international community, give China kind of a high road. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At least among some. And it also comes at a time where a lot of... Uh, the especially some of the European nations are starting to question the support, and actually the support for Ukraine is starting to wane a little bit, even in the U.S. Yeah. So it comes at a time where there might be more pressure on Ukraine to give up some territory to end the war. But if Ukraine can just hold out, Russia is going to lose this war. I, it, as I said, it you know over a, almost a year ago, like you know three months in, Russia's already lost the war. They just don't know it yet, yeah. and Russia has lost this war. Um, so if if Ukraine can just hang on, essentially, they win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because R- Russia can't take any more territory, and they're going to run out of munitions and troops. And at some point, uh, and probably soon, probably within the next month or so, Ukraine's going to launch a major counteroffensive and retake a lot of territory. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't get. I, I don't get Russia. I don't get that country. No, no, I, I don't none of it, it makes any sense. Now, there's one other thing I want that you mentioned here that I did want to get into a little bit here is that China, China brokering that Iran Saudi deal, right? And maybe you can explain it to me because maybe you actually have a similar feeling on this. Okay, I don't view this as a bad thing. I view this as a good thing. Well, it's it's look, it's good that uh, Saudi Arabia and Iran have reestablished diplomatic uh, ties. That's a good thing. Uh, the fact that China is the one behind it is dubious at best, uh, because you have to understand that the way things are going, we are going to be at war with China within probably the next three years. Okay, it's going to happen. Yeah, we're too far down that path. And what's going to happen is, uh, especially if Russia is still engaged in Ukraine, that's going to turn into the Russians and Chinese against the West. It, it really is aligning very similar to World War II. Okay. Well, it, Russia was on our side in World War II, though. I know, but you still, if you consider Japan and Germany's relationship at that time, you know, okay, both of them were looking to, uh, you know, engage in conquest, engage in, in expanding their territory, and they saw essentially an opportunity to split the world in half, and then you know, essentially take it from there. So essentially, you've got China and Russia. If the cards fall the way they're looking like they will now, uh, having the opportunity to create a new axis, essentially oh, axis gosh. powers, um, and. I, if China can come into it, what what's happening now is China is playing for the middle countries. Okay, mm-hmm. China is playing for the the Indias of the world, uh, the more or less neutral Mid Eastern countries. You know, they're playing for how many people can we get on our side, and how many people can we prove that hey, we're we're a good guy in this before we engage in that whole World War II scenario. Mm, so I gotcha. that's where they're coming from. And that's why it's not necessarily good. Yeah. And that it just, it sucks at the same time because like you want to see countries get along, you know, like you don't, this constant war and conflict between all these other countries is, is, you know, right. 
Right. Like, you know, you know, free trade with all entangling alliances with none kind of thing. Right. Yeah. But they exist. And, you know, people in power have uh, different motives than we do. But so you, ain't lying you, know, about you that, just have man. to accept the fact that this is going to happen. So China wants Taiwan. China also wants, you know, probably Tibet, Nepal, Mongolia, you know, <laughs> probably Western Russia. Yeah, you know, or Eastern Russia, rather. Yeah. You know. So you think there's a certain point which one's going to stab the other one in the back then? Yeah, I think if China actually ever sees uh, a, an opportunity that Russia is so weak or falling apart, especially in the eastern regions, um, they would probably come in and say, okay, we're going to help quell this rebellion, kind of like uh, the Soviets did during World War II. You know, they're fighting off, quote-unquote, the bad guys, but then when it's all said and done, they ain't leaving. Yeah, yeah. When they see an opportunity to take something, they do. And China would love nothing more than to own, essentially, the entire Pacific coast of Asia, all the way to the Arctic. So if they could gain that type of territory, they would do it in a heartbeat. Well, because and well, and in China's news also, there's something else in China right now. Right, is that they propose that initiative on the on global civilization. Right, right. Oh shit! And this is all part of it. Yeah. This is all part of it. This is this is trying to rewrite world history, making it look like China is the peace broker of the world. Yeah, you know. And yeah, the the uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me read from the article. Here. Go ahead. Leaders of political parties and organizations from around the world have hailed the China proposed global civilian initiative, saying it has civilization, great, civilization initiative, saying it has great relevance together with the global development initiative and global security initiative to building up countries' consensus on addressing mounting global challenges in terms of peace, security, development, and harmonious coexistence. Right. Which, this seems like so much gaslighting considering what they're doing to the Uyghur Muslims in their own country. Oh, right, right. Or the people of Hong Kong or the Taiwanese, you know, yeah, or, right? or the people of Tibet. You Their know. comments came as Xi Jinping, General Secretary of the Communist Party of China Central Committee, unveiled the Global C- Civilization Initiative on Wednesday at the CPC in dialogue with the World Political Party's high-level meeting. The meeting's theme was pl- Path Towards Modernization, the Responsibility of Political Parties. The initiative calls for respect for the diversity of civilizations, upholding the common values of of humanity in pursuing peace, development, equity, justice, democracy, and freedom, and promoting robust international people-to-people exchange and cooperation. Right. Like, here's the thing. Boy, that stuff doesn't sound necessarily bad per se. Yeah. But considering who it's coming from, right? Like freedom, are you? You mean from it's, the country with the credit score where you can't fly and you say anything it's, bad? It's very easy to actually have peace under totalitarianism rule. Yeah. You know. But here's the thing: is is China sees an opportunity here? They see Russia's sphere of influence dramatically weakened. Right now, so they but they don't want to alienate Russia yet. Yeah. So they're they're playing like best friends with that, but in the at the same time they're trying to move into all those countries where Russia uh, traditionally had a significant amount of influence and take that influence away. One of those being Iran. Yeah. Okay. So Russia and Iran had had a you know a, a great relationship. Ru- you know Iran was kind of under Russia's sphere of influence, so to yeah. speak. Okay. China wants to take that away. You know India has always been a very neutral player and they also have reason to you know not like the chinese very much they share a border they've had a lot of border disputes things like that yeah but if china can kind of level the influence or at least offset the influence of the u.s in india and and russia also has india is kind of like just a, a straight neutral you know they'll 
they'll kind of you know work with anyone. But if well, they except can, Pakistan, well, except for Pakistan. Uh, but they, if they can gr- gain greater influence there, you know, that's a you know that's a tenth of the world's population, more than that. You know? Yeah, a so, lot. One point four billion people. So you know they they have. Uh, and China sees this, and China knows all this, and that's why they're doing this now. And that's also why, simultaneously, they're pretending to be friends with Russia when, in the grand scheme of things, they're going to put the dagger in, in Russia's back as soon as the opportunity, um, you know, is is right. So yeah, and, and yeah, you just well, and, and our response is let's ban TikTok. Well, that's a good move, honestly. Well, okay. So- I, I, well, hang on. I don't like anybody banning anything. Let me just say that. But TikTok is 100% without question uh, communist Chinese uh, party uh, spyware. And, uh, you know, it, it's a tool for the communist Chinese party. Period. Yeah. End of story. Um, it, it absolutely is collecting all your data, all your location information, any data it can get to on your phone. And the Chinese uh, communist party has access to that information, one. And two, it is highly probable that they have back doors into it that are, <clears throat> ex- excuse me, um, trying to access other data you have on your phone. Yeah. You know, so there's there's so much going on with TikTok. Anyone who has TikTok on, on their any other devices, the app installed, uh, folks, uninstall that now. You know, yeah, I don't have and, fi- and, and honestly, even if you uninstall the app, you should probably completely wipe the device that it was installed on. Yeah, because you have no idea what's going to be lingering there. Mm-hmm. You know, so well, there's a lot of people using TikTok, too, by the way. I know. I know. Yeah, You got an entire generation doing it. Yeah. You know, so it's uh, yeah. So the TikTok ban, while I don't support banning stuff, um, it is it is legit. The reason the U.S. government is doing that is absolutely 100 percent on the level. Yeah. Yeah. OK. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but uh yeah, <laughs> let's let's switch gears here. Is there anything else you want to talk about about any of that? Oh, uh, you mean the Russia, the Russia, China, TikTok, no, 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 any no, no, of that? No, I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm good there. I mean, it's, it's. Look, I think, I think we're in a very perilous time when it comes to this stuff, and yeah. I don't know where this is going to go, but boy, it could go badly. Oh yeah, well, it's, it's most likely going to go. And it could go badly quick. It's, it's most likely going to go to a global war. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's there's not much way around Sunshine it. Sunshine and rainbows today, boys. I, you know, look if if you just analyze the patterns and look at the probabilities, the highest probability at this point is we are going to be engaged in a war with China. Um, Russia is more of a wild card because I'm assuming that once uh, Putin is uh, you know out of power, cooler heads are probably going to prevail, or actually just sane heads that realize. Yeah, but they do you can't really win. think that sane heads are going to prevail when he's probably killed all the sane heads or taken off all the sane heads? I think their own self-preservation will kick in at that point. Okay. And, and they'll realize that they're going to lose and they're going to lose badly and they're probably all going to die if they keep going down this path. Okay. So I, I think that unless they have an absolute death wish or suicide pack, I think they'll probably bail out. But but if he if I'm wrong... And Putin stays in power long enough for China to be ready to go on Taiwan. It will be essentially the West versus the East, you know, and it will be an all out, you know, it, it will be literally the definition of World War Three because all of NATO will go, you know, um, some NATO members might sit it out. If it's just Taiwan, they might not go, but most of them are. 
you know, you know Australia's going, you know the UK's going, you know probably France, Germany, you know, all essentially all the NATO members will do something. They may not go full in, but they're yeah. going to they're going to do they're something. They're going whole hog. Australia, uh we just inked a deal to sell Australia nuclear uh, submarines. Nu- nuclear submarines. That's not launching nuclear weapons. This is nuclear powered submarines as yeah. opposed to diesel electric submarines. Um but Which are better. Oh, much, much better. Yeah. (laughs) They can linger almost completely silent. And, you know, the reason that we're doing that is we want them in the South China Sea. Yeah. You know, so, again, we're each side is preparing for war in this. And and it's uh, I don't see a lot of a lot of off ramps uh, towards that inevitability. You know. All right. Now, let's move on. Switching gears. (laughs) Last week, we did uh, almost the entire show on uh, on the lab leak theory. Yeah. Right. Uh, because it's coming to light now more and more that more and more uh, members of the U.S. government are starting to admit, yeah, it was a lab leak, except for one guy, <laughs> and that is Fauci. And <laughs> I, I want to just play a clip. Uh, this is actually uh, Fauci on CNN, okay? And he's talking about the possibility of a lab leak here. And let's see if I can get this going here. Computer. And on this theory of a lab leak, uh, I, I, you know, I've been wondering this. Do we have any idea how that would even work? Um, have you heard any accounts as to how that might have happened? Is there yeah. speculation well, there, in, in the yeah, scientific there, community as to how that happened? Yeah, the, 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 there's a good, that, that's a very good question, Jim. So one of the things that people maybe don't fully appreciate that all of the intelligence agencies agree unanimously that this was not engineered namely they didn't deliberately do this to make a bioweapon everybody agrees with that no matter what your prior thoughts were everybody agrees with that a lab leak could be that someone was out in the wild maybe looking for different types of viruses and bats got infected went into a lab and was being studied in the lab and then it came out of the lab. But if that's the definition of a lab leak, Jim, then that still is a natural occurrence. Okay, this fucking guy. And I don't know why, that was actually a CNN clip, but it was on Fox News. I don't know why they had to put that music in the background. That was very distracting. Yeah, that was a little distracting. Yeah, so I apologize for that. I should have grabbed the CNN clip. But he said two things that were very important. He said, first, everyone agrees that this was not a bioweapon. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay, sure. So, Fauci, you're saying that when you you actually signed off on the engineering of this virus to make it jump from animals to humans and to make it more pathogenic, you weren't intentionally creating it as a bioweapon. Okay. The second thing he said is that if this was a lab leak, the way it happened is that someone got infected in nature by a natural transmission from an animal, walked into the lab, and then walked out of the lab, and that's how it leaked from the lab. Are you fucking kidding me? I mean, (laughs) really? That's what you're going with? That's what the man said. It's just like... I don't understand how, and of course, CNN is still interviewing him like he's this, you know, person that we should give a lot of respect to and we should do his opinion. I don't understand how, if you're sitting there interviewing that guy, you don't go, are you kidding me? 
Is that seriously your take? I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a second to rethink that. Is that really what you want to say? Well, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> I know, but there's no I don't, way they would. Do I don't that. know how they wouldn't. So you're telling me that it just so happened that this this transferred naturally to some human in Wuhan, and that human walked into the Wuhan lab where they were engineering this exact same virus, okay, to make it jump from animals to humans, and then he walked out of the lab, and that's how it leaked from the lab. I mean, well, and here's the thing, though. Look, there's so few people that are using the bioweapon um, that right. was engineered to be a bioweapon. Right. Like, there's so few people well, that are that's making a, that It's case. a total straw man. Yeah, you know? exactly. So like he you're, puts you're a, pointing to something else No, no one's arguing. <laughs> nobody saying, ever said this was a bioweapon. That's where they're wrong at. And right. Like I, no, no, no. We're not making that argument, man. It leaked from the, it leaked <laughs> right. from the lab. Right. You weren't making a You were doing gain-of-function research, and it got out. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, look, anything that guy can say in order to, you know, not let the cat completely out of the bag. But. I, I don't know how he would even do that. Now, here's something else that came out this week, and it's funny that this is coming out this week, considering uh, the data. Um, but, uh, of course, after it's looking more and more clear that it was absolutely a lab leak from Wuhan, now... There's new data that links pandemic's origins to raccoon dogs at the Wuhan market. Oh my God. Right. Hang on. I'm going to read a little bit from the article. The genetic data was drawn from swabs taken from in and around the Wuhan or the Hunan seafood wholesale market starting in January 2020, shortly after the Chinese authorities had shut down the market because of suspicions that it was linked to the outbreak of a new virus. By then, the animals had been cleared out, but researchers swabbed walls, floors, metal cages, and carts often used for transporting animal cages. Okay, so... The market is already cleared. There's no animals left in it. So they went around and just started swabbing the walls, the floor, the cages, you know, carts, all that stuff. Okay. And this was in January of 2020. In samples that came back positive for coronavirus, the international research team found genetic material belonging to animals, including large amounts, they said, were a match for the raccoon dog. Okay. So on these swabs that they took in 2020... January 2020, and now we're finally analyzing them three years and two months later, okay, they're finding genetic material, they're finding evidence of the the uh, COV, uh, SARS-CoV-2 virus, the coronavirus, and they're finding DNA of raccoon dogs, okay, on these swabs they're taking. So they're trying to make a connection there. Next paragraph. The jumbling together of genetic material from the virus and the animal does not prove that a ra- raccoon dog itself was infected. And even if a raccoon dog had been infected, it would not be clear that the animal had spread the virus to people. Another animal could have passed the virus to people, or someone infected with the virus could have spread the virus to a raccoon dog. Okay? So, but this is now what Fauci and everyone who is vehemently denying the lab leak is hanging their hat on. Now, there's so many holes in this because if you swab an animal cage or a cart that was used to transport animals, right? How many different animals were it transported? How much different DNA are you going to have on that? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So they're finding the coronavirus and this raccoon dog DNA, okay, and saying, oh, there must be a connection. No, the only connection is that there happened to be coronavirus there and there happened to be raccoon dogs there. Now, the other part of this is these are samples from January 2020. 
And now, in March of 2023, they're finally getting around to analyzing them. Now, it really why seems... Why would you not why would you not analyze them way before this? Because they they look, they didn't need any evidence that it wasn't a lab leak until now. And this evidence is so incredibly yeah, weak. They don't have evidence. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> they it's still not, don't have it's evidence. It's not evidence, but it's the best they've got. So now everybody is hanging their hat on this. You know, it's just so blatantly obvious. And uh, again, the media is not doing their job on this. Not even remotely. It depends on what you think their job is. Well, yeah, good point. Good point. But I got to say that certain federal government agencies are doing their job on this. Eventually. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why they're telling everybody to ignore them. Exactly. Or the comedians are telling fucking the Department of Energy to stay in your lane. Exactly. Or Fauci is saying that nobody was making a bioweapon. Well, I'm pretty sure the FBI, the DOE, and the former CDC director never mentioned bioweapon. Yeah. They're all saying this was an accidental leak, which, again, I'm not sold that it was accidental, but uh, let's assume that for now. Um, You know, (laughs) which actually, if it wasn't accidental, it could potentially be classified as a bioweapon. (laughs) So Fauci may be right there. He may be tipping his own hat and not realizing it, (laughs) you know. But, uh, yeah, it's... it's, uh, it it's pretty astounding just the world we live in today that the lies that still work you know well, because but this have, one is falling apart here's the thing because we have a we have a mainstream media that is so engaged and all in on the lie right that we don't have the objectivity that you would need from the mainstream media outlets yeah yeah, which is sad because and again, they're supposed to be the you know like, they're supposed to be the fourth estate you know they're supposed to be the 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 watch guard you know that they're they're not and they're not yeah. they're, not only are they not they're protecting them right right yeah for for profit and politics yeah and for, I don't know and I yeah. don't know which one's more it's both it, I, yeah I don't know which one is is more the uh, deciding factor uh, but it, it, it's clearly uh, both play a role yeah now. Another thing we were telling you about a couple years ago is how they are going to use uh, this pandemic to start tracking Americans even more than they currently are and how all those apps that you download on your phone are going to be, you know, that data is going to be ultimately shared with the government, which it has been for a long time. Well, turns out we are right about that as well. Uh, The headline is CDC bought access to Americans' phone location data to monitor compliance with lockdowns, social distancing, and more. Uh, contract show and it's funny that this is in not the b you know this is where i found this article uh but actually i looked into the purchase orders and the purchase orders are legit the cdc paid almost half a million dollars to one company and two hundred thousand dollars to another to gain access to location data from a minimum of 55 million cell phone users okay um, so essentially, all those apps that you people download that you say accept, I accept that you're tracking my location. Well, all that data was sold to the CDC so they could figure out whether you were actually staying in your home like a, a, a good little prisoner, you know, or where you were traveling. Hey, hold on. My question is yeah. the, to what end? Well, I think at the time it was probably like they weren't using it and then arresting those people, though, right? I don't know. 
How do we know? How do we know we the, the CDC wasn't taking that information and passing it on to, you know, law enforcement? Because mm, people did point. people did get arrested for it, mm. you know. Uh, so we know that happened. Uh, so who's to say? You know, chances are the CDC was just using it as aggregate data. But still, it's like, why would you give them that data? Why would you surrender your freedom um, to uh, essentially obey a lockdown order that we have essentially proven uh, based on the data after the fact had no significant effect on the transmission of the virus anyway? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, no, that's true. Right. So, well, and why, and why would you? This comes down. It, it, it comes down every time to the same thing: is that you have these agencies that violate the Constitution right. on a consistent basis because they can buy but it. Their from ex- but their third excuses parties. is that they're buying it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Once they do that, it's a loophole essentially in the Constitution because you have all these data brokers out there that are collecting all this stuff that you voluntarily gave to the data broker, mm-hmm. and then you you clicked I accept without reading that they can sell this to anybody the fuck they want. Yeah, you know, and, and that's really what it boils down to. Yeah. So, yeah, it it just, uh, folks, you have to be so, again, you almost have to be, uh, you have to forego so many of the modern conveniences if you don't want to be caught up in this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I I have no problem doing it, but I understand that that most people aren't willing to make that trade-off. Yeah. You included. Oh, me included. No, no, absolutely me included. I just had to fix your computer because you had so much bullshit crap installed on there. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, anyway. Uh, so uh, we got about uh, seven minutes here. You want to start on the SVB and the bank failures? Let's save that for second hour. And folks, yeah, let's save if you'd like hour. to join us in the second hour, all you need to do is go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Uh, you get at minimum an extra hour a week of content. Usually we go over that. Usually we go about an hour, 15, hour, 20. Uh, plus, you get a ton of swag, including an autographed copy of my book, The Cassandra Trigger, available on Amazon. Uh, a This Is Not a Bomb duffel bag. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, which we highly re- says it has our, our faces on it and says this is not a bomb. Yeah. We highly recommend you uh, use that at any TSA checkpoint and get you right through. Uh, <laughs> you get an Anarchist Guild coin showing that you are a proud member of the Anarchist Guild Local 151. And a couple other things I think you get in there, too. So uh, patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign quick, up, become a subscriber, and we'll uh, you get to see the, hear our discussion on the bank failures. And R- Richard Bollinger, your stuff will be out this week, just so you know. There you go. A so, new subscriber go. right there. Um, so hold on. Now, I will get to another story then because we got a little bit of time. <laughs> I'm doing the wild sex one. Um, oh, wild okay. sex claims reveal that cushiest prison, uh, in cushiest prison as 18 female guards fired quit report. Yeah. So this is in the uh, at, UK. Yeah. At least 18 female guards in the UK's cushiest prison have reportedly been fired or resigned amid a flurry of sordid sexual accusations, including claims of sex inside cells and one guard smuggling her underwear to an inmate. Um, HMP Berwin, uh, which is also Britain, Britain's largest facility, has been hit with various claims of illicit affairs and appropriate relationships between guards and inmates since it opened in 2017 with three former workers sentenced in uh, 2019 scandal, the mirror reported the, the publication um, obtained documents about the about the exits obtained through information requests showing showed the inappropriate relationship were more widespread than had been publicly known. Wow. Um, British outlets are reporting that 18 women who were fired or resigned from a single jail is a record noting that in 2019, a total of 31 women across 
England and Wales have been fired from jails for intimate relationships with inmates. Wow. It, 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 this is so disgusting that, you know, women in these positions of power are just, you know, uh, preying upon, you know, uh, the the men who are, you know, in these jails and, and are powerless to do anything about it. You know, the these predatory women, it, it's just... Oh. God, it, it just disgusts me. Are you making a joke? Of course I'm making a fucking joke. <laughs> Which is the irony of everything. You know, you reverse the roles and it's men and in a women's prison. Absolutely. I agree with the statement I just made. But <laughs> being a man in prison, if the female guard wants to get a little freaky, I'm like, game on, baby. Well, I, I, okay. The you other, know what I'm saying? The other thing that this shows is. If you switch, look, men are evil and this and right. blah, 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 right. right? And if you put women in the positions of power, right. what do they do? <laughs> the the same exact thing. <laughs> same thing but, as the men would do in the positions of power. But, but here's the thing. There's still a bunch of people out there that think it is the, the prisoners who are preying on the female prison guards. And in certain respects, I agree. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm sure that, you know, those prisoners were seducing those guards and talking them into it. And, you know, I, I bet the dynamic was that. No. Oh, come on. No way. Come on. Hang on. You're, you, think of it this way, okay? You're a male prisoner. You've been in jail for years. Yeah. Okay. You got a female prison guard. Okay. All right. It's not bad looking. I am sweet talking the shit out of her every chance I get. I am trying to have sex with that female prison guard. You see what I'm saying? Look, in the Would you, no, 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 stop, stop. Would you do the same thing? Yeah, but that. Yeah, yeah but exactly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold, exactly. on a hold on a second, though. What you're talking about, though, is not that, though. Look, you being nice to the guards and being sweet to the guards so you can get a, you know, like she's trying still to bang the guards. Yeah. Yeah, but she still has to be okay. Oh, I they agree. Didn't rape them. I agree. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying is that when, like, say, a, a radical feminist is going to say this is, you know, misogyny or male predatory behavior, in a way, they're not wrong. You know, even though the women are still in positions of power, and even though it, it's the women are the ones who totally control the situation, I guarantee you they were seduced by some of those men. You know what I'm saying? I, you, I can't believe you're saying it that Whereas way, Whereas the other way, it wouldn't be as likely that the females were seducing the male prison guards. It could still happen. Well, why not? It could still happen. For the same reasons that the men were doing it, the women would do it. Th that is some truth to that. But you but wouldn't put the blame on the women in that, No. I huh? See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't personally. But I would you're put, not putting the blame on the women in either situation. No, I'm not. I, honestly, from my perspective, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got to put a little more blame on the, on the female prison guards. You know, well, I think but, you should. The, the people in the position of power is the one where you put the blame at. Though. Here's the thing: if it's a male prison guard and a female prisoner, I put it eighty percent on the male prison guard. If it's a female prison guard and a male prisoner, I put it sixty percent on the prisoner. <laughs> I do. I'm telling you, that's that's just it's reality, and we don't talk about these things, but we should. You know, that's that's the just the reality of the complete control of that situation. I know. I know, and for for but but, but to but, take away their you know responsibility in the matter though. Okay, I guarantee you that before those female guards engaged in that activity, they probably said no 20, 30 times, and at some point they're like, "All right, let's do this thing." 
<laughs> you know, guarantee you, guarantee. I would love to hear the interview with uh, some of these folks. But uh, anyway, that is all the time we have for this hour. But like I said, patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Become a subscriber and we'll talk to you in hour number two. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs>